Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Tim Murray and Sean King. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday with three NFL games and one college football game, no one better to talk to you about all the action than DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avello, who joins me here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, Johnny, thanks so much for joining me here this evening. And I wanted to ask traditionally, how have the books done with the NFL action on Thanksgiving? Does the public tend to win backing some of these favorites every year, or does the book usually come through on Thanksgiving? You know, Scott, I'd say we're probably uh, losers. And the reason I say that is because it seems like when we win, they've been small wins. And when we lose, they've been big losses. Um it's a tough day for the books. There's three games. Usually the Lions are playing, and you know Lions don't do too well on on Thanksgiving Day. And the Cowboys play every year on that day, and uh, you know they've been bet they've been a bet against the last couple of years. Um, so you know maybe this year be different for the books. We'll see. Now you know I'm speaking of mostly uh, you know my tenure in Las Vegas with a bricks and mortar location. Uh, but you know, now with DraftKings, we got much bigger volume. We're in much more, many more states, more jurisdictions overall. So you know, the, it's uh, when you get when you have that much volume, it certainly helps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what have you noticed so far? Like, what is what's the books? Who are the books going to be rooting for here on Thanksgiving? You know, I had a feeling they would probably be on the Lions, um, and that's where they are. And they're betting the Lions on the money line too. Uh, this game is now down to two and a half after opening up three. We did take some Bears money early, but uh, it's been Lions as of the last 24 hours or so. Uh, in the the Cowboy game, um, it is Cowboys right now. I expect to see some Raider money, though. Uh, we have crossed the seven number. We're at seven and a half. And then uh, the Bills, it, that's, that is one side of the Bills, four and a half up to six and a half. So it looks like we're going to need the Saints in that one. Any chance that goes higher, or do you see some money coming back in on the Saints? I don't know. It's hard to for the Bills to going up to you know a touchdown on the road, especially the way they've looked at 
two of the last three games or so. Uh, not that the Saints have looked good, but you know, give it a t- I think a touchdown's a lot. So I, I don't think it'll go up any more. Even may even come down to possibly six. Uh, but I don't. I, I think that's the ceiling there. How about the totals, Johnny? You know, especially when it comes to that Thanksgiving night game. There's been 14 of them, and 10 of them have gone under. And I noticed that the line has actually shot down uh, to 45. So was there significant money coming in on the under that forced you to drop this line? They're, all three have been betting under. Uh, you know, the, now the Bears Lions make sense. Uh, you know why they would bet that one under? That went that opened forty five down to forty one and a half. Uh, the Cowboys Raider game we opened fifty four and a half. That's down to fifty one and a half. And the Saints game we opened forty eight. That's down to forty five. Now, it. I don't think we're going to end up going needing the overs in the, all three of these games. I think the money will come in on the overs because they're now at a point where people will bet them over. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we're probably gonna need the under in it. Probably two of these three, even though these totals have dropped. Yeah, you know, I personally went in as soon as I saw the under get to forty five with the Bills and the and the Saints. I, I took a flyer on the over there and just looking at what the Saints have done in the fourth quarters of these games, you know, scoring in garbage time. But, you know, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills here for a second, Johnny, because they're still up there in terms of their odds to not just win the Super Bowl, but also win the AFC. Yet they're not even in first place in their own division. Uh, Have they been one of the more confusing teams to try and figure out this season? Well, they certainly weren't weren't a confusing team early. Yeah. uh, But they're a confusing team now. And you know, one thing about one thing about football, always remember this is that no one goes. Well, I shouldn't say no one. There are teams who certainly go and you know have a tremendous year, go fourteen and two. But for the most part, teams will have a lull. Uh, you know, whether it's in the it's in the beginning, it's in the middle. Something you don't want it at the end, that's for sure. Uh, but you know, some teams will not play well at you know at certain points of the year, and then get it going. And, and I, th- I really do feel that the, that could happen with the bills. Uh, but right now they certainly are struggling, not only on offensive, their defense just be giving up a ton of points. Uh, and that's something I know they, they need to shore up, but you know, we're they're, They are game behind the Patriots have had a, a, just a tremendous year so far. I love what I see out of uh, Mac Jones, but you know, they, they have to play twice yet. So, uh, you know, can the Patriots beat that team twice? I, I don't know. You know, the, the MVP market has been fascinating to me. And I wonder from your perspective how it's been each and every week with the adjustments of these odds, because it seems like every single week someone else is taking a step backwards, John. You know, I've, I've been playing this game on my show each and every week going, who wants to be the MVP? Because I don't think anybody wants to be the MVP based on the way these guys are playing. Yeah, Josh Allen was the favorite for a couple of weeks. Tom Brady's the favorite now. Uh, Stafford's been hanging around. Rodgers has made a move up. Now, remember Rodgers last year, uh, he was back in the pack somewhere where he is now, and then he closed and ended up going off an overwhelming favorite. Uh, interesting part about MVP, when you look at the top 10 guys, they're all, uh, well, actually the top nine guys are all quarterbacks. Then you got John, Jonathan Taylor, who snuck in there this week mm-hmm. at 20 to one, and, you know, Cooper cups, 25. And then we go down and we've got another, you know, six quarterbacks after that. So uh, it's, it's mostly built on quarterback, but there's a couple of guys who have played really well as of late that are in the mix. Yeah, it's certainly been fascinating uh, to see who's going to win this award. Um, and, and I think the same can be said about coach of the year as well. You know, uh, Cliff Kingsbury is at the top of the list, probably just because the Cardinals have the best record, but hard to argue with, you know, guys like Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel. I mean, Belichick was plus 1,200, plus 1,400 a couple of weeks ago. Now he's right there with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, you know, it's, it's when you look at Bill Belichick, it's hard to give a guy like that coach of the year because he is the coach of the year every year. Yeah, he's he's the best there is in the NFL. It's just that he's done a remarkable job with this team. Uh, I think if you asked him, he'd probably say this is one of his satisfying years. You know, because they weren't expected to do much, and um, you know, all the hype's not around Brady. It's he's got a different team where uh, you know a lot of no name guys, so to speak. Uh, so I, I think he's really having a fun, fun time this year. Vrabel is 
I like him. I think he's doing a good job. Unfortunately, losing running back hurt that team. Uh, Kingsbury deserves to be the favorite right out. There's some others down there. There's uh, Mike McCarthy. He's 14 to one. You know, he's done a good job with the Cowboys. So I think it's still an open race. You know, it's funny. I said, well, how great would that storyline? Maybe not great. Maybe a lot of people would hate it. But, um, you know, you have all the drama with Brady leaving the Patriots. And it's, can Brady win without Belichick? Can Belichick win without Brady? Well, in year one, Brady wins the Super Bowl. And what happens in year two? The Patriots could actually find themselves going to the Super Bowl, Johnny. Imagine. Well, that, oh, that, that, that would be absolutely, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, one thing, if the Super Bowl was this coming Sunday, uh, you know, I'd give the I'd give the Patriots a legitimate shot, but it's not. And so, you know, we'll see what happens in the next six, seven weeks or so. But uh, right. What I've seen so far, I I really like, I think it's, uh, it's a team that's going to be a contender in the years to come. Uh, I want to take you to college football here for a second. And when you have these future odds for teams to win the national championship, obviously it's all dependent on the college football playoff rankings. But when I look at, you know, teams like in the Big 12, Oklahoma State at plus 5,000, Oklahoma at plus 5,000. I don't know how you feel, Johnny, but I still think think that a one-loss Big 12 champ has an excellent shot to get into the college football playoff, you know, over, you know, assuming that Georgia beats Alabama, which they are a favorite to do so in the SEC championship game. And yet we have these long shot odds. I think it's just incredible value on the board. You know, the way I size this up when you look at it is the, the loser of the Michigan, Ohio state games going to be out. Yep. Right. So, so one of them, and then the next, then they have to go in uh, the next game when, you know, big 10 championship, uh, Georgia, if, if Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's most likely out, mm-hmm. but if Alabama beats Georgia, they're both in Cincinnati, you know, they need to just, uh, win the conference, their conference championship in another game. So uh, the team I think is probably on the outside that may get that fourth spot is Notre Dame. It's got to beat. I think they beat Stanford tomorrow. Um, you know, and they're in Oklahoma, uh, you know, that one lost, everybody knew that if Oklahoma lost, they were going to be out. I don't think Oklahoma beating Oklahoma state is going to put them in, but Oklahoma state beating Oklahoma could give them a, a boost. So I would certainly make them a player in, in the, in the whole mix. The rest of the teams, I, I don't see anybody else outside. I don't, I don't see Pittsburgh, Oregon's done. You know, Wisconsin, even, you know, even if they won the Big Ten championship, I, I just think it's it's among those top six, we just six or seven we just mentioned. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, just trying to find value on the board, predicting what's going to happen. But you're right. If Alabama beats Georgia, it's all a moot point. Both of those teams get in and the, and the four is pretty much set. Johnny, appreciate the time. Thanks, as always, for the insight and have a happy and a healthy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk again soon. There he is. Johnny Avella, Sportsbook Director from DraftKings joining me here on the Nightcap. I'm Scott Seidenberg. I want to talk a little bit more about the value of those Big 12 teams because I think at plus 5,000, they are the best bets on the board in college football. I'll get to that coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Thanksgiving throwdown. Fill up your plate and play free fantasy football to fight for a share of $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Paramount Plus now to get in on the action. Paramount Plus, live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. That Jordan Poole just hit a half-court shot at the end at the buzzer beater for the Golden State Warriors at the end of the first half. That was insane. Jordan Poole just hitting from uh, beyond half court at at the end of the first half. But still, the uh, Sixers lead the Golden State Warriors at the half 61-52. to And with that three, you probably don't get as good of a line for the second half of the Warriors that you would have if they missed that three. But, hey, it's still a pretty decent bet, I think, Warriors in the second half because this is who they were, at least at the beginning of the season, right? You know, winning all these games despite losing in the first half. I'm Scott Seidenberg. I'm in for Tim and Sean here on the Nightcap on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Thanks to Johnny Avello from DraftKings who joined me last segment. That we and we we touched upon the odds to win the national championship in college football, and I believe that the Big Twelve teams, with not Baylor, but Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are the best value bets on the board. Let me explain why. You have Oklahoma State at number 7, Oklahoma at number 10. Both of them are plus 5,000 to win the national championship. We know who the top four is right now, obviously, but there are elimination games. Only one team, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, can make it to the playoff, and it has to be a one-loss team. So it's either Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma this Saturday and then beating Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, or it's Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State twice in a row this Saturday and then once again next week in the Big 12 championship game. That 12-1 and Big 12 champion, in my opinion, will have a better resume and a better claim to get the number four seed over Notre Dame. Now, how does this happen? Well, Georgia has to beat Alabama, and they are a favorite to do so. 
And if Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's out. A two-loss team has never made the college football playoff. And barring a chaotic scenario, which could see Alabama get the three seed with a loss, they're not going to have Alabama as the four seed. That would mean a rematch with Georgia in the college football playoff semifinal. And you're not going to do that. Because they just played in the SEC championship game. And Georgia beat them. And so you're not going to reward Alabama by giving them another chance at Georgia in the semifinal. And you're not going to punish Georgia by making them having to play, have to play Alabama twice. The SEC championship game is the quarterfinals. Everyone wants to argue about expanded playoffs in college football. You don't need expanded playoffs. You have playoff games this weekend. Michigan and Ohio State is a playoff game. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma is a playoff game. The SEC championship game is a playoff game. The winners will move on. The losers will be out. It's as simple as that. That's your expanded playoffs. So if Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's out. Georgia's in at number one. Ohio State or Michigan wins the Big Ten with only one loss. So that's a win this Saturday and then a win against Wisconsin likely in the Big Ten championship game. There's your number two team. Cincinnati, if they beat Eastern Carolina and Houston, there's your number three team. Notre Dame is going to suffer because they do not play a conference championship game. So they'll beat up on a bad Stanford team. They'll be sitting there at number four. But when it comes down to Oklahoma or Oklahoma State winning the Big 12, that team, in my opinion, gets in at number four over Notre Dame. Because Notre Dame has not had an impressive schedule at all. They have one good win, and that was against Wisconsin. But Wisconsin was a different team back when Notre Dame beat them. And Notre Dame has a loss at home to Cincinnati, a group of five school. Yes, a playoff team, but let's be honest here for a second. If Houston was undefeated right now, and Houston's won 10 straight games, by the way. Their only loss of the season was the first game of the season. They lose to Texas Tech. If Houston was undefeated right now, at best, they would be probably 15th, 16th. So to say that Cincinnati, with the same schedule as them, with just the huge win, and it is a huge win, but just the huge win over Notre Dame, that means that they're the fourth best team in the country and Houston's the bottom of the top 20, top 25? No, doesn't make sense. But hey, that's not, that's not the discussion right now. The discussion right now is why Notre Dame would not get into the playoff and a Big 12 team would. Because look at where the Big 12 is right now. And yes, where they are right now matters. The Big 12 has three teams in the top 10 right now. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor are all in the top 10. After 11 games of the season, you have three teams in your conference in the top 10. And by winning the conference championship game, you will have two top 10 wins at the end of the season. If it's Oklahoma State, they will have a win over number 10 Oklahoma and a win over number seven Baylor, or number eight Baylor, excuse me. Which actually would probably be number seven because the Michigan-Ohio State loser drops down. So let's say Michigan loses, Michigan drops down, Baylor moves up, Oklahoma State moves up. So Oklahoma State would have a top 10 win over Oklahoma and a top 10 win over Baylor. That 12-1 and team is in the college football playoff. And for Oklahoma, they would have a top 10 win on the road. Okay? A top 10 win on the road. I mean, that's what was propelling Oregon into the playoff, right? A top 10 win on the road. So a top 10 win on the road against Oklahoma State and then beating Oklahoma State again in the Big 12 championship game. And Oklahoma State will probably be, they'll, they'll, they'll probably flip-flop. Oklahoma State will probably fall to 10 or 11 after a, after a loss because Oklahoma State will still be in the Big 12 championship game with a chance to go to a New Year's bowl game. So I think 
The fact that I believe that a one-loss Big 12 team, whether it is Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, has a very good chance to get into the playoff over Notre Dame. As long as Georgia beats Alabama, plus 5,000 is the best odds on the board. Because once they are in the college football playoff, at worst, their odds to win the national championship are going to be about plus 700, plus 800. And you'll, you'll, you'll be sitting on a plus 5,000 ticket. And you could hedge off of it, bet against them in the semifinal. And if they win, you could still bet against them in the national championship game because you're holding on to a plus 5,000 ticket. Usually when you see odds like that, they're reserved for teams that really have a, a much longer shot to get into the college football playoff. But just based on the odds alone, Georgia is a favorite over Alabama in the SEC championship game, which means if you just looked at the odds, Georgia will beat Alabama. And then who's number four? Notre Dame or the Big 12? Notre Dame's also plus 5,000. You want to bet Notre Dame? Bet Notre Dame. Bet all three of them plus 5,000. Because as long as Georgia beats Alabama... One of the three are getting in. Now, I think the Big 12 has a better argument than Notre Dame, but one of those three teams is getting into the college football playoff as long as Georgia beats Alabama. And Georgia is a favorite to beat Alabama. And could chaos happen? Yeah. Georgia could beat Alabama. Houston could beat Cincinnati. Wisconsin could win the Big 10. And then we're talking about struggling to find four teams to get into the playoff. Taking a look at these odds, I think that taking a flyer on those two or three teams at plus 5,000 is just an incredible value because of what you're going to have in two weeks from now. I'll explain coming up next why the odds to win the conference are dictating what you should bet this Saturday in the final regular season game. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on the Nightcap on VEASAN. football contests and compete all Thanksgiving weekend for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports, it's in the game. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you in for the guys on the nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I was talking about college football and specifically the Big 12 and their chances to get into the college football playoff and why at plus 5,000, I think it's incredible value on either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State to win the national championship. But let's take a look at the odds to win the Big 12. This is probably, not probably, this is the most confusing thing that I have noticed in the future odds. Oklahoma State is the favorite to win the Big 12. And that makes sense because they're already in the Big 12 championship game. You can't say that about Oklahoma. You can't say that about Baylor. Oklahoma State is in the title game. So who they'll play in Jerry's world, that's yet to be determined. It will be determined this Saturday when Oklahoma State plays against Oklahoma. In that game, Oklahoma State is a four-point favorite which means that they are expected to play Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. But yet, when you look at the odds to win the Big 12, 
Baylor is not the second favorite. Oklahoma is the second favorite to win the Big 12. Oklahoma's plus 280. Baylor's plus 380. The only way that Oklahoma even plays for the Big 12 title is if they beat Oklahoma State on Saturday as an underdog. They are plus 160 in that game. The future odds are telling you that it's going to be Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. And again, the only way that happens is if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State. So why don't you just take Oklahoma at plus 160 on the money line against Oklahoma State here on Saturday? Now, you could make the argument that taking Oklahoma plus 280 is actually the better move because you'll hedge off of it. What do I mean by that? Oklahoma's plus two, well, excuse me, plus 160 on Saturday. With a win, they will be in the Big 12 championship game. Where, on a neutral field, I believe they'll be a favorite over Oklahoma State. Especially, we have to see how they win this game, but they're just coming off a win over Oklahoma State. Now playing them a second time in a row. At worst, it's going to be a pick game. But I think Oklahoma would be the favorite. So you have them at plus 280. Then you can just bet on them or against them in the Big 12 championship game and have a you know plus 110 ticket and a plus 280 ticket. And you guarantee yourself, you know, a little bit of profit, or you you know you bet on the dog, you bet on the dog, or whatever. You bet on Oklahoma State as a dog at plus one fifty or whatever it's going to be. Maybe guarantee yourself a little bit of profit. You're either going to win one eighty or you're going to win fifty, if those are the odds in the Big Twelve Championship game. But I find it so interesting to see that Oklahoma is the second favorite to win the Big 12, yet they are a plus 160 underdog in this game against Oklahoma State. That To me, that's just bizarre. And if you look at the odds the other way, so you have Oklahoma State as a favorite at home. They are expected to win at home against Oklahoma. Then that would mean they're playing Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. And so taking Baylor at plus 380 is great value now because they're not going to be plus 380 when they play each other. Baylor is probably going to be around 160. You know, same thing as Oklahoma is 160, 170, 180. And here you have them at plus 380. There's ways that you can read future odds and manipulate it to your advantage. And to me, this is one way to do it when it comes to the Big 12. Uh, Speaking of conference title odds, an interesting one that is a long shot, but could actually happen. The Clemson Tigers are plus 1,800 to win the ACC. As bad as Clemson has been this season, and as much as... We've all forgotten about them. They are ranked number 23, but we've all seemingly forgotten about Clemson. And give Sean King credit on this show. He said they're a 9-3 football team, and that's what they're going to finish because they're going to beat South Carolina, and they'll be a 9-3 football team. But there is a chance that Clemson plays in the ACC championship game. How does that happen? Well, two things have to happen. The first thing is on Friday night, and it's North Carolina against NC State. NC State is a six-point favorite at home. I do think they'll win because, you know, defensively North Carolina can't do anything. But it's a rivalry game. Things happen. And North Carolina definitely has the offense to score. So let's say North Carolina upsets NC State. Well, then on Saturday... Wake Forest is just a five-point favorite at Boston College. 
if Boston College upsets Wake Forest and North Carolina beats NC State, Clemson is in the ACC championship game. Clemson's already finished their conference schedule, so all they need is a Wake Forest loss and an NC State loss. Wake Forest is coming off a game to Clemson in which they allowed 48 points. And as great as this offense has been this season, defensively, they are bad. Boston College under Phil Dracovic, they can score on this Wake Forest team. And Boston College thrives in these underdog roles. They don't necessarily do too well as a favorite. But in big spots as an underdog, that's when they come through. Look at the game against Vatek when Dracovic returned. They were a home underdog. They win that game. You know, uh, home, they, they're underdogs against Clemson. They keep it close. They, they you know, lose a, t- a tough one. The game at NC State was a little bit of an embarrassment. Um, but then again, they didn't have Phil Dracovic. Dennis Grossell tried to fill in as best as he could. But it's a completely different team with, with and without Dracovic. And so at home, final game of the regular season, you know, they're already bowl eligible, which is a huge thing because it's the first time they're playing in a bowl game under Jeff Halfley. But if they could somehow pull the upset over Wake Forest, combined with an NC State loss to North Carolina, Clemson will be in the ACC championship game. And who could have imagined that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that Clemson would find themselves with a chance to win yet another conference title. And maybe they and they probably don't even win that because I think Pittsburgh would win it anyway because <laughs> Pittsburgh's just that good. But I just think it's really interesting to see uh, plus 1,800 odds of Clemson to win the ACC championship game. Wake Forest is plus 250. All they got to do is win against Boston College. They're in. NC State is plus 900. They need to win against North Carolina and hope that Wake Forest loses to Boston College. Pittsburgh, they're in the game. They are minus 175. And to be honest, they probably beat either of these teams. Pitt has had a really nice season this year. And uh, behind Kenny Pickett, that offense, they could score on anybody. Um, Interesting game this weekend against Syracuse. Maybe they're looking ahead to the ACC championship game. Uh, Syracuse needs one more win to become bowl eligible. They're a 13-point favorite up at the Carrier Dome. Primetime game Saturday night. You know, maybe Pitt takes it easy. Uh, but as far as winning the ACC, I definitely like Pittsburgh to win that championship game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get back into the NFL, the Thanksgiving games, of course. Uh, touch on what's been going on in this Golden State Warriors game because Warriors second half, I said, was the play. It's like I was right. It's the Nightcap here on v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. The look ahead here. Uh, oh, it's the nightcap. That was a slip. The look ahead is what I usually host, but this is the nightcap. I'm in for Tim Murray and Sean King here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, we're taking a look uh, ahead, actually, at the possibilities of teams to capture the number one seeds in both the AFC and the NFC. When you look at the NFL standings right now and compare it to the odds to win, there is a slight difference. You know, just the odds to win right now in, in the NFL, the, the Bucks are the favorites to win the Super Bowl, followed by the Chiefs, then the Bills, then the Cowboys, then the Rams, and then the Cardinals. Cardinals have the best record, though, at 9-2. and two. And they've won two of the last three games without Kyler Murray. And so right now, they are the favorite to finish with the number one seed in the NFC, Packers are eight and three. Bucks, Cowboys, Rams are also uh, the Bucks are uh, they're all seven and three. But when you look at the the Cardinals, okay, what obviously the thing going against them is the loss to the Packers, because that could wind up being a tie breaking scenario. But they just went two and one without Kyler Murray, and getting Kyler Murray back for this stretch run, what's their record going to be at the end of the season? They are at the Bears after a bye week, okay? At the Bears, home against the Rams, at the Lions, home against the Colts, at the Cowboys, and home against the Seahawks. They will be favored against the Bears, favored against the Lions, favored at home against the Colts, and favored at home against the Seahawks. We're talking about four of their last six games they will be favored in. So let's just say they go four and two. If they go four and two, we're talking about a 13 and four team this season. 13 and four. 
The Packers, that's the team that they are going to be competing against because the Packers have the tie break. Can the Packers get to 13 wins? Well, the Packers have the Rams, tough game. Bears at the Ravens, tough game. Browns, Vikings, always a tough game. And the Lions. And frankly, to get to 13 wins, I just I don't see it happening for the Packers. Because they're going to have, let's say, let's, let's say they win this game. We'll give them a win against the, the Rams. Big win against the Rams. All right? That's 9, 10 against the Bears, 11 against the Lions, and then you need two wins out of the three-game stretch of Ravens, Browns, and Vikings. It's not as easy of a schedule. It's a difficult schedule. I think they can get there, but if they lose this Rams game, well, now their chances are diminished even further. So I don't know if they can get to 13 wins. They might be at best a 12-win team. And and it's just it has nothing to do with which team I even favor to win over anybody else because I actually think the Packers to win the NFC might be my favorite bet. They're at plus 450 right now. And you know they're going to get home games just by winning their division. And then depending on their seed, they could be the number two seed and they'll have two home games before they go on the road possibly for the uh, NFC championship game. Or if the Cardinals get upset in the divisional round, then Packers could host the NFC championship game. But I like the Packers at plus 450, but it's not about that. Just based on the start, based on having that one more win right now and comparing the schedules, the Cardinals have the leg up here to finish the NFC with the number one seed. Now, the AFC, well, this thing is a completely different story. In the AFC right now, the Titans have the best record at 8-3. and three. But then you have the Ravens at 7-3, and three, and then Patriots and Chiefs at 7-4. and four. When you look at the schedule for the Titans for the rest of the season, they are underdogs at the Patriots. They'll be favored against the Jaguars, could be a slight underdog at the Steelers, slight favorite against the 49ers, favorite against the Dolphins, favorite against the Texans. They could be a 12-5 and team, right? 12-5, and let's say they lose to the Patriots, lose uh, one game to the Steelers or the 49ers, 12-5. and Well, can anybody else get to 12 wins? And for the Patriots, it'll be hard because that means they got to beat the Bills twice. Or you're talking about beating the Bills and beating the Colts on the road. Because the rest of the games, I mean, the the Patriots right now, assuming they beat the Titans, which they're favored in, beat the Titans, split with the Bills, Beat the Jaguars, beat the Dolphins. It comes down to that Colts game. Can you beat the Colts? And if you beat the Colts on the road, and you're a 12-win team, and with a win over the Titans, you'll have the tiebreaker over them. The Buffalo Bills, can they get to 12 wins? That is going to be a little more difficult. Giving them a split with the Patriots gives them that fifth loss. That means they have to win out. And they have to go to the Buccaneers. That's a tough game. Home against the Panthers, I don't think, is a gimme either. I think it's less likely for the Bills to get the 12 wins because of that Bucks game that they will be underdogs in. Can the Chiefs get to 12 wins 
The problem with the Chiefs getting to 12 wins is that they lost to the Titans. So even if they do get to 12 wins, they will lose the tiebreaker. So the only way for the Chiefs to get the number one seed is to win out. And I just don't, you know, I, I mean, I guess I could see it happening. Look at their schedule. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. You know, if they get by the Chargers and the Steelers, this could be a 13-4 and four team that, that goes into the playoffs winning, um, you know, four, winning eight games in a row. I mean, come on. And more than that, that's just insane. How about the Chargers? Can the Chargers get there? And they get the 12 wins. Now, the Chargers have uh, a win against the Chiefs, which is big. Um, but they'll have to play the Chiefs again. They have the Broncos, Bengals, Giants, Chiefs, Texans, Broncos, Raiders. The Chargers will be favored in every game, I believe, except maybe, maybe even at home against the Chiefs. I don't trust this Chargers team. Yes, the schedule does line up for them to win these games. But this team, it depends. Looking at the schedule, it's an easy schedule. It's there for them. Can they be the team that, you know, look at this the last game. Offense was great. Defense was atrocious. You know, you lose to the Vikings. Vikings are good, but you lose to the Vikings. In a game where you only scored 20. Which Chargers team shows up week in and week out to me is a mystery. So I don't know what they're going to do for the rest of the season. I think they're a playoff team. But as far as getting the number one seed, not so sure. I'll be honest. I think the Patriots have a really good chance to get the number one seed in the AFC. That's why I think the Pats are a great bet to win the AFC. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 